Bless and praise your holy name, for you reign supreme. We lift our hands to you without wrath or doubting, asking that you will sanctify us from within and without, and that you will bless our souls, and that you will touch our ears and our hearts and our minds, that we might hear and understand the word of the Lord and be converted to thee. Somebody is in need of your help today, Lord. The condition that they are in, they can't get out of by themselves. They have tried, they have struggled, but we know that you are a great deliverer. We just pray now in the name of the Lord that every chain of Satan, every yoke of the enemy will be broken now by the anointing that is in this place. Let your word go forth today, hallelujah. Let it accomplish its purpose. Breathe on us today, hallelujah. Yea, we pray in the name of the Lord. Speak to our hearts, quicken us, anointing us, anointing us to do your will. We thank you for everyone that's gathered together today. Use me, Lord, for your glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and all God's people said, Amen, amen. Let's praise the Lord again. Putting our hands together. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. On another occasion, he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Please be seated at this time. We do thank the Lord for everyone assembled today in the house of the Lord. We also give honor to our esteemed ministers of the gospel. We thank God for each of them, for Elder Robertson and Elder Geddes, for Elder Donald Black, praise the Lord, and for Elder Joseph Black, Elder McKinney, Elder Webster, and Minister Griffith, who will be our speaker in this evening. And we do thank the Lord Jesus Christ for our deacons, Deacon Turner, amen, Deacon Rivera, our dear brother in the faith, praise the Lord. We are still praying for him, for the Lord to work everything out all right, amen. We might have to wait on the Lord sometime, but the Bible tells us during that time to be of good courage. Hallelujah. And he will strengthen our heart. We need his strength from day to day. Hallelujah. We thank God also for all of the rest of our deacons and for our deacons' families that are here. We do bless the Lord for my companion, Mother Geddes, the first lady of our church, who heads our women's department. And I want you to continue to pray for her to be strengthened and encouraged in the inward man that the Lord would keep her physically and spiritually. And we thank God for all of our mothers who are here today, for Mother South and Mother Austin's beautiful testimony of God's protection, for Mother Powell and Mother Watson and for Mother Williams, all on my left. And we certainly do thank God for Mother Huey, praise the Lord, amen. And we do thank God also for Mother Denton who is absent today. I encourage you to pray for her as she journeys back from Florida. 
Amen. You know, Mother Denton is well up in age, and I just think it's wonderful that she's able to travel. Amen. Travel safely. So we want to pray that the Lord bring her home safely and reunite us together in the name of the Lord. Remember, again, the Redway family in your prayers that the Lord will comfort them during their time of bereavement in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we just thank God for everyone who's here. We've had a wonderful time in the Lord thus far. We thank God for all of our saints who are part of the Apostolic Fellowship Church. Thank God for our visiting friends who are here with us today. We trust that you have been blessed already. And we know that you will be blessed even more as you listen with hearts of faith to the word of the Lord. If you believe the word of God, hallelujah, amen, you can be saved. For faith comes by hearing, the scripture says, and hearing by the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I thank God for heart of belief. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because, you know, we get to make that decision to believe or not to believe all that the scripture said. And, you know, when you truly believe, it's going to be expressed in your behavior. It's going to be expressed by what you do. Amen. James said, Apostle James said, show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Praise the Lord. And so we want to believe God, express that in the things that we do so he can be glorified. Amen. Late on Friday night, after we left here, amen, we had a, a new member born into our congregation, uh, Sister Jennifer and Brother Byron Jones, amen, had a little girl. I believe her name is Aliyah. Is that Talia? Huh? Talia? 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 Amen. Say it louder. Talia. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Thank God for her. The Lord bring her into this world safely. I don't have not heard of any complications. She was a big little girl. A big little girl. How about that? <laughs> I think over eight pounds. That's a big baby these days. But the Lord is good. Amen. And Sister Jennifer and the baby are fine. So we thank the Lord for, for that in the name of the Lord. Amen. Mother Geddes and I, an elder and uh, Sister Black, spent last week out in California celebrating uh, with the saints of the Connecting Point Community Church, their ninth church and pastoral anniversary. And uh, we spoke about it and showed you a few pictures on Wednesday night for those who were at Bible study, but we can report that we had a wonderful time of the Lord. It was a pleasure to meet new saints, amen, who are on fire for the Lord, amen, they were encouraged, amen, and we were encouraged. It was a mutually beneficial uh, experience. 
And we just thank the Lord for taking us safely and bringing us home safely. We were treated very well by the saints out there. Amen. The pastor and his family in particular, watching out for our every need. So we do appreciate the Christian hospitality and show of love and the sweet fellowship we enjoyed. I'm going to ask you now to take your Bibles and turn to me with me to the book of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 18. And whenever I speak from these particular verses, I am compelled to read a few verses from chapter 19. So turn with me in your Bibles to chapter 18 of the book of the Acts of the Apostles. And if you don't have a Bible, I pray that someone near you will open their Bibles and you all can look on together so we can see what thus saith the Lord. I do thank God for Elder Geddes and Elder Robertson keeping the church doors open, continuing, amen, in the spirit of uh, the Holy Ghost in this church in terms of how we have set up and set things forth. I feel like a blessed pastor because some pastors can never afford to leave their church and minister anyplace else because they don't know what's going to be going on behind their back. But up here in the pulpit anyway, I can say that we have faithful men of God, amen, true men, amen, who hold to what's right and do what's right and preach and teach the word of the Lord, amen, whether I am here or not. And I'm very thankful and grateful, praise the Lord. It's the way it ought to be, but it's not that way everywhere. And some pastors pretty much labor alone without any uh, ministerial help, amen. But I am very blessed, amen, and I thank God for these fine men of God. From the 18th chapter, let's begin at verse 24. And I'm going to read right down through verse 6 of the 19th chapter. Follow along. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man and mighty in the scriptures, came to Ephesus. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who, when he was come, helped them much, which had believed through grace, for he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coasts, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? 
And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. <clears throat> I'd like to use for a thought today, you need all the pieces. You need all the pieces. I am a father, and I used to be a father of little children. And one thing that fathers do is buy their children toys. And a lot of these toys come unassembled. Do I have any fathers in here? Do you know where I'm going? And so you open up the box and you shake everything out. And you got these parts or these pieces. And you know, experience, bad experience, will teach you to keep the piece, if they come in a bag, keep them together. Don't just dump everything out all over the place. Keep like pieces together. And then you get some old instructions. Poorly written, a poor technical writer. Poorly written instructions. You get your tools. Because years ago, you had to have tools. Now they give you a little wrench and all that kind of stuff. They give you everything you need in the box. When, 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 when our children were young and we were young, amen, you better have tools. You better have everything you need because all that came in the box was pieces. And uh, some of the toys were small. You had to put those toys together. Some of them, I remember putting together a whole swing set. Swing set with swings and the chair that two people could sit in and rock and a sliding board. That was an all-day affair. Putting all that stuff together pretty much alone. And... Um, you know, the way some fellas put things together when it's all supposedly done, there are pieces left over. <laughs> you know, if there are pieces left over, that something is not going to work correctly. You might be rebuking the engineer. Why they put all this stuff in here? They didn't need all this stuff. Let it to be no, there's not extra pieces, not usually. Is you didn't follow the instructions precisely, exactly. And so you got these pieces and you're making excuse for why 
something doesn't lift up or heat up or spin or, huh? You're telling the children just hush and be satisfied. <laughs> my Lord, my Lord. For the toy to function properly, you need all the pieces. How many of you in here enjoy putting puzzles together? Ever put a puzzle together? Sometimes it's, it's not the puzzles that you put together. The children, you get the six pieces. They're big. There's a diagram on the back of the board. You can't mess up. But as you go further along, sometimes it's 200 pieces or 500 pieces or 1,500 pieces, 2,000, 5,000. I mean, you put the big puzzles together. Amen. So you put those big puzzles, you start working on those and putting those puzzles together. And you know, it's possible that some pieces could be missing. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And those are the things you don't usually find out until you get near the end. Pieces are missing. Sometimes the pieces are missing because the manufacturer truly made a mistake. Whoever was, you know, packaging it up didn't get all the pieces in there for whatever reasons. Sometimes it's your fault. You've been working on this thousand plus puzzle for a long time and pieces have been kind of out there. And if you have little children, they might come along and get one and play with it and hide it somewhere. Maybe you were sweeping and just you get to the end and you've been working on this thing for days or for weeks. And then you discover pieces are missing. That means you don't have a complete picture. Amen. Amen. And so you're looking at this thing that has holes in it here and there. And you're scratching your head and you're looking around. You're trying to figure out where the missing pieces are. Well, the bottom line is this. You don't have a complete picture because you need all the pieces. This problem of not having or using all the pieces or having missing pieces is the situation that many people find themselves in when it comes to knowing and experiencing God's salvation. You can't leave out part of the aspects of God's plan of salvation and still be saved. You need to know and you need to experience every aspect of God's plan to be truly saved. God's plan of salvation requires some basic steps. They're very simple in a sense, but they do require faith. First of all, you've got to be convinced by the operation of the Holy Ghost that you are a sinner. If you're never convinced that you're a sinner in need of the Lord's help, in need of salvation, you're never going to desire to be saved. You're going to feel like I'm all right the way I am. I can stay the way I am. I haven't hit anybody in the head with a baseball bat. I haven't stabbed anybody. I haven't shot anybody. I'm a good person. 
But what you fail to understand is that the scriptures teach that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You fail to understand that the Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. None that understand. None that seek after God. Not in and of themselves. The testimony to that is John's writing when he said, we love him because he first loved us. Do you know that this transaction with Jesus between him and you was initiated by him? It's always initiated by him. I don't care what kind of family you grew up in. The personal relationship with Jesus Christ is always initiated by him. And it starts out with the Holy Ghost convincing you that you are a sinner. Once you come to believe the word of the Lord with regard to your spiritual state, then the scriptures call you to repent from your sins. And when you repent, amen, you become godly sorrowful for your sins and say, Lord, have mercy on me and forgive me. Take my sins away. You come to understand according to the scriptures that the only way for your sins to be taken away is that you must be baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That is the blotting out, or we could even say forgiveness of sins. If there is no water baptism experience and the name of the Lord Jesus is not called over you in that ceremony, your sins have yet to be blotted out. You remain in your original sins. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, have mercy on us. You also need a regeneration, a new spirit. Hallelujah. And you receive a new spirit when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ, according to John's writings, that comes to live inside you. Amen. And it brings about such a transformation. Hallelujah. And it brings about such change in you until you cannot deny the difference in your perspective on life, on your perspective on Jesus Christ. It brings such power that you find yourself prevailing over the old bad habits and bad way of thinking and bad way of feeling. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So you must experience the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And the reason you know you have it or the way you know you have it, according to the Bible, is you will speak in another human language. That you do not know. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
While speaking in that language, you will glorify God. You will praise him. You will bless him. You might even prophesy. Praise the Lord. But it is all a work of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And it brings such joy and exuberance and deliverance. And, and, and maybe the best way we can describe it is happiness and peace. Hallelujah. Because remember, when you were convinced of your sins, you were sorrowful. And when you went in that water, it was because you wanted your sins washed away. Hallelujah. Now you have joy when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Turn with me to that second chapter of the book of Acts. I'm talking to you, but let's read what the Bible says. Peter the apostle preached on the first day of the church. And he preached to all those who had gathered together to find out what was going on amongst Jesus' disciples. For they were praising and blessing God and worshiping and they were so excited. The people were gathered together in Jerusalem to observe a great feast, the Feast of Pentecost. But they were nowhere near as happy, as joyful as the saints of God. There was so much joy that was just flowing out of that upper room where they were until it was described as being noised abroad. And here came people who thought they were celebrating to find out what is going on in this little corner of Jerusalem. Well, Peter preached to them that day and explained what was going on. He preached about Jesus Christ, the Lord, and that he indeed was the promised Messiah, deliverer of Israel. They had been looking for this great Messiah for a long time. And they were unclear about who he was and what their political and social situation would be when he came. And they heard about the miracles that Jesus performed, but some of them still we're not convinced that he was the Messiah, but Peter preached a soul-stirring message that day. And the Bible says that he wound up by saying this in verse 36, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and and Christ. He's head of everything. His message was so powerful. Amen. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Until the Bible says in verse 37. Now when they heard this. They were pricked in their heart. Hallelujah. The Greek word. Katanuso. Pricked. Katanuso. It means to be pierced thoroughly. Hallelujah. It means to sting to the quick. This is a problem I have with far too many preachers in churches today. They've abandoned the, the, the whole doctrine of sin according to the scripture. And helping people to understand by the word of the Lord. And even through their own actions that we are sinners. 
And so people, if they don't hear the word of the Lord, they're not going to fall under conviction about their sins. Too many preachers are too worried about making people feel good. You feel good after the Holy Ghost comes. Before the Holy Ghost comes, if you're not right, you ought to feel bad. That's the only way there's going to be a yearning in you for help. A desire for deliverance. A supplication in prayer for a change. It's the only way you're going to look out and reach out to the Savior, Jesus Christ, who is able to forgive you your sins and to deliver you. Hallelujah wash you in his precious blood and make you clean. Paul said in the book of Hebrews to cleanse your conscience from dead works. To, hey, hallelujah, to serve the living God is the only way, praise God, that old guilt and shame is going to be taken away. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And so they were pricked in their hearts. Verse 37 says, And they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Do you see that in your Bibles? That succinctly is God's plan of salvation. Praise the Lord. Now, saints, we, those of us, in other words, who have been born again, biblically, that is of the water and of the spirit, we have an obligation, we have a charge to share the gospel message of the Lord Jesus Christ with everyone. And some of us haven't quite grasped this responsibility yet. But we need to, for we are commanded to do this. The Bible says that in the early church, they went everywhere preaching the word. And whatever is holding us back from obedience to this command needs to be overcome. Because people need to be saved. They need to receive forgiveness of sins. They need their hearts and their lives changed by the mighty power of God. They need to realize that there is an option with regard to their destiny. They do not have to die a sinner, amen, and be damned forever. But they can be prepared when death comes or the Lord comes, amen, so they can be a part of his glorious kingdom forever. Hallelujah. That is our responsibility to get the word out. Hallelujah. Ah, and uh, some of us don't do it because we're shy. If shyness is holding you back, then you need to pray for holy boldness. Though the Lord will empower you by his spirit to speak to everyone. If ignorance is holding you back, there's no reason for you not to know the steps to salvation. So you need to open up your Bible and you need to spend time studying the scriptures. Get your head in the word of God. Learn, amen, what the steps of salvation are all about. 
so you can share it, amen, effectively with someone else. For some of us, it's prejudice. Prejudice about who can be saved and who won't be saved. We make decisions about people based on externals, based on what we think about them. We need to get rid of that, praise the Lord, amen, and pray and ask the Lord to give us an obedient spirit and a burden for souls, praise the Lord. For every soul that does not know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, hallelujah to God. Oh, because you and I cannot see the heart of a person, only the Lord can. And if he has put you someplace, you are there, amen, to share the gospel, to spread the news. Because people still need to know that there's a God that loves them that is able to save them from their sins. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, some of the people that you meet, amen, are going to know a little something about the Bible of Jesus Christ. Amen. So you must know all the pieces uh, that are part of the born again experience so you can effectively listen to them and communicate the pieces to them, amen, that are missing. So they can be saved. You got to fill in the gaps. Amen. There's religious people out here. There, there are folks that call themselves Christian. But many times they don't know the pieces. They haven't experienced all the pieces. They have a part of the puzzle. Or they have a, 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 a knowledge of God. Amen. But they lack the power. And so it's like that toy where there's pieces left over that's not working right. Like it ought to. Praise the Lord. And so that is why we chose the text today from Acts chapter 18 and Acts chapter 19 as an object lessons for us, amen, so we can learn from Aquila and Priscilla, amen, when they encountered Apollos and from the apostle Paul when he encountered the disciples of John. And there are some commonalities here uh, between these two experiences. One thing I want to uh, emphasize in both cases is that they engaged people. We must engage people. Secondly, they learned how to listen to the testimonies of those they spoke to. Praise the Lord. And we have to learn how to be good listeners. Amen. And then if we know the pieces like we ought to, amen, we can help them fill in the missing pieces, praise God, or get it right according to the word of the Lord. And so, amen, if you look back at our text in the 18th chapter of the book of Acts to the saints, I say, amen, here was the apostle Paul, amen, uh, amen, uh, uh, two of his fellow workers by the name of Aquila and Priscilla. They were a husband and wife team who were originally from Rome and they were expelled from Rome with the other Jews, amen, when Caesar kicked all the Jews out of Rome. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so they came down to uh, the area called Achaia where in this region uh, was the city of Corinth. And uh, praise the Lord, while they were there, praise the Lord, amen, praise God. The Bible says that they journeyed with the apostle Paul and he took them over the waterways and they all went to Asia Minor to the city of Ephesus. 
And when they got to Ephesus, amen, Paul told them to stay there for a while while he, amen, uh, had to go on uh, the rest of his expedition. And he said, if the Lord will, I'll come back and see you a little later. Uh, but uh, one thing we need to realize is that Aquila and Priscilla were where they were supposed to be. Amen. And a lot of us, amen, we, we get ourselves in trouble because we are not where the Lord wants us to be. We're not physically nor are we spiritually where the Lord wants us to be. Praise the Lord. Uh, but the Lord knew that there would come a man that they would need to speak to, but they would never know him if they were in Corinth. They had to be in Ephesus. And so the Bible says while they were there, amen, and there's always an opportunity wherever the Lord directs you, wherever he leads you, wherever he's placed you, somebody, you're going to come make connection with somebody that needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so the Bible says in verse 24, amen, that there was this man named Apollos who was born in northern Africa in the great city of Alexandria. Praise the Lord. Amen. And the Bible says while they were there, that is Aquila and Priscilla were there, amen, they met this great man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And the scripture says that they came to the synagogue and he was there preaching that day. And so they listened intently to what the man had to say. They let him speak without interrupting him. Praise the Lord. And sometime you've got to turn off everything you want to say and just listen close to what people are saying. Praise God who you have engaged. So they listened closely to Apollos and when they were listening to him there were things they were learning about him. Amen. First of all they found out that this man was fervent in the spirit. He wasn't one of these folks that had the Holy Ghost and they're dry and dusty and dead and no life is in him. They could tell, praise God, amen, by his passion that, amen, he was fervent in the spirit. And the Bible says that he taught diligently the things of the Lord. So, amen, he, he knew what he was talking about. He was systematic in his teaching, in his presentation. Praise God, amen. He went one step behind the other. Praise God, diligently teaching the things of the Lord. Not his own ideas, praise the Lord, but he knew the scripture, so he was speaking the things of the Lord. You see, the Bible tells us in verse 25, he was instructed in the way of the Lord. You've got to sit under someone that God has anointed, praise the Lord, our God, amen, and given knowledge to so you can learn the way of the Lord. Those of you that don't come to Bible study, shame on you, praise God, because you're not going to learn, amen, effectively the way of the Lord. Those of you that refuse to attend Sunday school, shame on you. Praise God. You need to change. Hallelujah. And come on out here so you can systematically be taught the way of the Lord. You're going to receive something. Shame on you who send your children but you won't come to yourself. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Some of you I have spoken to. Church is not just a place for children. This was a grown man a Apollos, hallelujah, he sat 
under somebody so he can learn the way of the Lord. Amen. Because you don't know the way of God. You won't even understand the scriptures the way you ought to unless somebody has. Glory to God. Who has been anointed by God. Whose eyes have been opened. Amen. Who is illuminated. Praise the Lord. Can teach you the word of the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to God. Amen. The day and time that we're living in, a lot of preachers don't preach from the Bible. They're interested in being motivational speakers. They can, praise God, be up there a half hour, 45 minutes, just sharing anecdotal stories with you. Praise God. Amen. Trying to pump you up and make you feel better. Amen. But it's like eating a big pastry that's, that's really light air and doesn't have anything in the middle. Amen. It's sweet. It tastes good, but it's not filling. Praise the Lord. Because it's all air in the middle. You need the word of the Lord that comes to you, that nourishes you, that strengthens you, that makes you knowledgeable. Amen. That builds you up, that gives you, amen, what you need so you can walk uprightly before the Lord. Praise God. So, amen. They, they learned these things about him. They, they saw that and heard that he spike boldly he wasn't backing up from anybody he spoke boldly and passionately with conviction but they also discovered that he only knew the baptism of John praise God and so after listening to him praise God when he was finished they went to him and greeted him with Christian love and kindness and respect they engaged him praise the Lord you've got to engage people you've got to ask the Lord help Help me to get over my shyness. Help me to talk to people. Help me to reach out to people. They engaged him. Amen. Praise God. And they pulled him aside and met privately with him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. And when they met privately with him, the Bible says they taught him the way of God more perfectly more exactly praise God specifically they opened up his knowledge and his understanding to the fact that he needed to know about the baptism in water in the name of the Lord Jesus saints there are a lot of so-called Christian folk out here who do not know that they need to be baptized in water in the name of the Lord and we're keeping our mouth shut about it but we ought to thank God for the revelation he has given to us amen and share it with everybody you ought to be able to turn to the second chapter of the book of Acts amen and talk about baptism in the name of the Lord you ought to be able to turn to the eighth chapter of the book of Acts and talk about baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus you ought to be able to take people to the tenth chapter of the book of Acts and show them how a Gentile by the name of Cornelius and his family and and all of those that belonged to him were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, and even to this 19th chapter, amen, which is part of our scripture text today and show them how these people were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you're not 
ashamed of it. Hallelujah. If that's the way your sins were forgiven and washed away, praise God, amen, then you ought to ask the Lord to excite you and stir you, praise God, so that you can let people know you don't have to argue and fuss and fight with them, but this is Bible and this is right and this is God's way. Hallelujah. Amen. Baptism in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is not the way the apostles baptized because Matthew 28 verse 19 starts out by saying that Jesus said to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. So carefully thinking about what you've just read would cause you to ask what then is the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and thank God by revelation of the scriptures we understand now that the name of God is Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah the Bible says and you can turn over there in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 and see where the scripture says neither is there salvation in any other any other what? Any other name praise God for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. I don't care if your grandmommy praise God was baptized in the name of the Father of the Son and of the Holy Ghost or your grandpappy or your favorite aunt praise God. You might have even been baptized that way but the correct amen form of baptism in the church amen is baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for Jesus suffered on the cross of Calvary. Jesus shed every drop of his precious blood amen on the cross of Calvary. Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. Jesus was buried. Jesus rose again. He was raised from the dead. Praise God so the Bible could be fulfilled. Amen. When Paul wrote praise God that God had highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every name. God is not a name. Son is not a name. Holy Ghost is not a name. Jesus is the name. It's the only name. So everybody needs to be baptized in water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stop being so apologetic about it. Stop acting like, amen, we're talking about going to New York and some can take Route 1 and some can sneak over 84 and some can take 91 and 95. We're not going to New York. We're on our way to heaven and there's only one way. Jesus said in John's gospel, I am am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father but by me. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And so, amen, they taught uh, Paulus the way of the Lord more exactly. Praise the Lord. And, and uh, Paulus, uh, Paulus apparently knew about the Holy Ghost because the Bible said he was fervent in the spirit, but he didn't have the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do you know it's possible to receive the Holy Ghost but not to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus? Praise the Lord. Because when you repent and believe, the Lord's going to give you his gift. But he also said that except a man be born again of the water, that's baptism, and the spirit, that's the receiving of the Holy Ghost, you can't enter into the kingdom of God. You can have the Holy Ghost, but you need to accept what the Bible says about water baptism. And not get stuck in them family tradition. 
Praise the Lord. You need to obey the Bible. Praise God. And be baptized in the water in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Amen. What was the outcome of this? Amen. Listening and engaging and filling in the missing pieces for Apollos? Well, the outcome was somewhat implicit. Amen. I believe he was baptized over again. Mm-hmm. He was baptized according to John's baptism, but now when he heard this, praise God, he was baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody said, well, how do you get to that? Well, verse 27 says, and when he, talking about Apollos, was disposed to pass into Archaea, where Corinth was, praise God, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples, praise the Lord, to receive him, praise the Lord, amen. Now that he had it like it ought to be, then he got a letter of commendation from the brother. They weren't going to send him just because he was fervent in the spirit, but he didn't have the whole, all the pieces in the right place, praise the Lord. But once he humbled himself and baptized like he should be, then they sent a letter of commendation to with him. So amen. So that when he got to Corinth, amen, the, the saints at Corinth could receive the uh, uh, polis, praise God, and believe what he was saying. Praise God because the Bible said who when he was come he helped them much which had believed through grace for he mightily convinced the Jews and that publicly showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ and you can't preach Jesus effectively without preaching the water baptism in his name you can't talk about salvation through Jesus Christ without talking about the necessity of the water baptism in his name praise God and those of us that have it we ought to be glad about it we ought to lift our hands and praise the Lord for it because one day we didn't know this hallelujah maybe you were baptized the other way praise God but the Lord opened your understanding standing he could have left you where you were hallelujah praise the Lord but in the fullness of God's time for you praise God he brought you to a place where you could hear that you needed to be baptized again this way this time using the apostolic formula not the Baptist or Catholic or Methodist or Presbyterian or Congregationalist formula but the apostolic formula We are built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. Jesus Christ himself, the Bible says, being the chief cornerstone. All right, let's continue here. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you continue looking in the scriptures, you find that Paul had an encounter. Amen. Paul was gone away, but the Bible says, amen, that uh, he came back to Ephesus in verse 1 and 2 of the 19th chapter of the book of Acts. Praise the Lord. And when he came back to Ephesus after making this long journey that he had the scripture says he noticed you got to be observant you've got to be observant some of us are just so caught up in ourselves and sometimes we're just so caught up in our families that we can't see anybody else but self and family but there are more people in the world than you and your family 
Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Everybody, if you got a family member that's not saved, you need to tell them this. Amen. But rest assured, there are many more people that need to hear this message. Praise the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the Bible says that Paul noticed these disciples. Amen. No doubt they were pious people. Something about the way they looked, no doubt. Something about the way they behaved themselves. You can always tell somebody who has some knowledge of God. Are you still with me? I, I know, I know, I know I'm not a video game. Praise God. I know you're struggling. Amen. Just pay attention, but just bear with me. Hang in there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because you need this. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We done jumped and sang and shout. Now let's pay attention. Praise the Lord. Amen. Rebuke those thoughts. That's a devil trying to take you away. Amen. Praise God. If you were home doing what you want to do, you wouldn't be asleep. So rebuke that sleeping spirit. That's the devil. He don't want you to hear this because if you go away and do what I'm talking about today, this church could be full next week. Hallelujah. With souls that want to be born again of the water and of the spirit. If we go out of here charged, amen, hallelujah, to listen and engage and help people fill in the missing pieces, somebody is going to come with you. Hallelujah to the Lord. Amen. And so here, Paul finds these disciples. Amen. He, he, he was where God wanted him to be. And so, amen, he didn't talk about the Yankees and the Red Sox. Amen. He didn't talk about the Pittsburgh Pirates or the St. Louis Cardinals. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He didn't talk about the upcoming World Series. Praise the Lord. And he didn't talk about the, 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 the birth of the new NFL system. Amen. They didn't discuss whether USC was going to beat Notre Dame this year in college football. Praise God. He got to the point. Sometimes you don't have a whole lot of time to small talk. Paul saw that these men looked like they had some kind of religious experience. Amen. So he got to the most important thing. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? I know there's evangelicals out here teaching that when you say I've accepted the Lord in my heart, you have the spirit, but not according to the scripture he said I can tell that you believe something but did you receive the Holy Ghost because there's a lot of folks that believe but they have not yet believed unto receiving praise the Lord our God and you need the Holy Ghost because the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 that if any man hath not the spirit of God he is none ah, glory to God he is none of his so you must believe until you receive. Uh, touch your neighbor, praise God. Amen. And say, neighbor, we have to believe uh, until we receive. Uh, if you haven't received the Holy Ghost yet, just believe all the more. Uh, let the church say amen. Uh, praise God. So Paul engaged them. Praise God. Engaged them. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And then with a, a dialogue talking to them and them listening he began to get into that effective listening mode. Their response was, we have not so much as heard whether there 
be in the Holy Ghost. We really don't know what you're talking about. So he asked them, until what then were you baptized? You don't ask just yes and no questions. Ask questions. People have got to come back and be specific. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. They said, well, we were baptized according to John's baptism. That's all they knew. Everybody doesn't know what we know. Praise the Lord. Don't assume they do. Praise God. Pentecostalism, especially apostolic Pentecostalism, is like a blip. Amen. In most of these areas that we live in, Catholicism is big. Praise the Lord. The Methodists have great numbers. The Congregationalists are all over the place. The Jehovah Witnesses and the Mormons are out there. But most people don't know what you know. You didn't always know it. Hallelujah. Praise God. But there are souls out there that are dying while we're clapping. Souls that are dying while we're patting our feet. Souls that are dying while we're shouting hallelujah. Praise God. We need to get them and bring them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Opening their eyes. Amen. Through the knowledge of those scriptures so their hearts can be pricked so they can come to know that there's joy in Jesus. Peace in Jesus. Happiness in Jesus. Forgiveness for sin in Jesus Christ and in him alone. Let the church say amen. Praise God. They said we never heard anything about the Holy Ghost. What are you talking about? Paul said unto what then were you baptized? They said unto John's baptism and they clipped. Amen. John didn't know about all of this. He had his head cut off before the full revelation of Jesus Christ was given. Praise the Lord our God. Oh thank you Lord. And his disciples just continue on in what they had heard from their dead leader John the Baptist. But then Paul because he knew amen what salvation was all about and knew something about John's teaching. Amen. Reminded them of what John said. And this is why it's good to study and know some of what other people believe. Some, some of these other denominations. Get off the internet. Turn the television off. Amen. If you don't have this knowledge because it's abundant. Praise God. You can find it and you can know it. You can know what the Jehovah Witnesses believe. How many seminars and classes do we have to do? You can know what the Mormons believe. We've covered that time and time again. What does Islam believe? We've covered that, saints. Amen. Where are your notes? You can know what these people believe. You know the shortcomings of some of these Christian denominations. They don't have all the pieces. Some of them are very sincere and they have a piece here, a piece there, but they don't see the whole picture. But you see the whole picture. Praise God. Fill in the pieces for them. Hallelujah in the name of the Lord. So Paul said, don't you remember that John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance? That's a good thing. He said, but he told the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. Amen. And that person that came after John was Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And immediately their eyes were opened. And though the scales fell from their eyes and their mind, they remembered this is what John said. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. For it was John that cried, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world. He said, I'm not even worthy to unloose his sandals. Praise God. He said, I'm baptizing you with water, but there cometh one after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to unloose. And when he comes, he's got a baptism also. It's going to be the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is a baptism with fire. Let the church say, ah. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I got it like the Bible said. Because you got folks that the pieces are missing. They're nice people. They're church-going people. But they don't have no fire. Hallelujah. They're nice people. They have a certain amount of knowledge. But they have yet to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. They're sitting in churches that don't even talk about the Holy Ghost. They have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. Nobody has said to them, you've got to have it like the Bible says. Praise the Lord. Glory to the Lord Jesus. Amen. And here we sit just taking it down sometimes service after service and won't share with anybody what thus saith the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. But they remembered, praise God, what John said. And the Bible says, and when they heard this, they didn't dispute it. They were baptized over again. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You and I have got to stop doubting whether people are going to believe this message. Ask the Lord to give you the boldness. Ask the Lord to anoint you. Hallelujah. Praise God because it's the Holy Ghost that's got to do the work. Praise the Lord. It's not our cunning craftiness. It's not our ability to mix up good sounding words. Paul said, I didn't come to you with the excellency of speech but with the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Pray and walk with the Lord so that when you open your mouth even if you do split your verbs it's alright praise God the Holy Ghost huh, will prick their hearts huh? hallelujah praise the Lord huh? so their understanding can come home and the Holy Ghost will convince them of sin that's what John said it would do in the book of John huh? in the gospel according to John you don't prick the heart the Holy Ghost pricks the heart huh? thank you Jesus the Holy Ghost thoroughly pierces the heart the Holy Ghost praise God, amen, works on them to the point that they say, listen, I'm sorry, I found out I'm a sinner, I didn't think I was a sinner, but the Holy Ghost has convicted me, convinced me that I'm a sinner, and they throw up their hands and say, I want to be saved, praise the Lord, and so when they heard this, they, praise God, were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, thank you Lord, hallelujah to God, and the Bible makes us know Amen. That when they came up out of that water, because they had a heart to believe. Uh, praise God. The Bible said the apostle Paul prayed for them right there. Sometimes we can't afford to let these people get away. But as soon as they walk out the door, here comes the devil waiting at the door to try to scoop them up. Uh, according to the 13th 
chapter of the gospel of Matthew the seed is sown on four types of heart and one of those hyper hearts the enemy comes right away to scoop up the seed but we need to pray with them there we need to believe with them then praise the Lord we need to ask the Lord to fill them with the Holy Ghost because he is able thank you Jesus how many of you want to see people receive the Holy Ghost coming up out of the water amen we've laid hands on people in this church I prayed for folk before they could get down on the floor and the Lord fill them with the gift of the Holy Ghost praise the Lord I baptized people and coming up out of the water wiped their face and seen their visage change and they begin to speak with other tongues as the spirit give utterance but we've got to walk closer to the Lord and believe the Lord and expect somebody touch your neighbor and say we've got to expect we've got to expect people to be filled with the Holy Ghost what is your expectation just to have a song just to have a dance hallelujah just to be uplifted or do you come expecting that power of God to work in the midst of his people so souls can be saved and delivered so indeed can be pricked by the Holy Ghost so they can be born again of the water and of the spirit praise the Lord so the Bible says Paul laid his hands on them and when he laid his hands on them and began to pray because they believed because they obeyed the Bible said the Holy Ghost came upon them hallelujah 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 and they got something that John didn't have hallelujah hallelujah because John died before that Jesus died on the cross praise the Lord but they were fortunate enough to be alive after he died and was buried and resurrected and ascended and sent the Holy Ghost back praise the Lord our God amen and so amen the Bible says the Holy Ghost came upon them is that what you are praying hallelujah when people come in the prayer line is that what you are praying for when the preacher is preaching the gospel is that what you are praying for when you tell somebody about repentance of their sin and water baptism in the name of the Lord are you praying that they will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost are you praying that all the missing pieces will be put in their right place hallelujah so they can repent so they can be buried so they can rise to walk in the newness of life and be filled with the spirit so they can have the joy the peace the happiness that is only in Christ Jesus how much do you care hallelujah that they be truly delivered praise the Lord our God praise God if you pray the Lord will hear you because the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much praise the Lord don't let the devil cause you to believe a lie that nobody wants to be saved people just don't even know that they can be saved because we're keeping our mouth shut but somebody needs to lift their hand now and look to heaven and say Lord open my mouth 
open my mouth, uh, not just to sing your praises, uh, but to tell your story. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, open my mouth, Lord, uh, so I can be delivered uh, and made free. Uh, let the church say, man, open my mouth. Uh, didn't the preacher say on Friday night uh, that we need to learn how to speak uh, in faith? Uh, hallelujah. Uh, Lord, save this brother. Uh, Lord, fill this sister with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Uh, too many of us stand by like spectators. Uh, we are watching, uh, gawking, uh, trying to see what's going to happen uh, rather than praying and believing uh, that the Lord is going to move by his spirit uh, and do something wondrous in their life. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, don't be concerned about yourself and your family alone. Uh, praise the Lord. Pray for others. Uh, expect that the Lord is going to do uh, just what he said he would do. Uh, somebody ought to say, send the fire, Lord. Uh, fill souls with the Holy Ghost. Uh, reignite me. Put a flame in me. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, so I can tell the story. Uh, because he that believeth uh, and is baptized uh, shall be saved. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, he that believeth not shall be damned. Uh, but somebody uh, is going to believe the word that you speak uh, that's anointed by the Holy Ghost. Uh, you don't have to be me. Uh, you don't have to be any of these brethren up here. Uh, if you have the Holy Ghost, raise your hand. Uh, you've got power in your soul. You've got power. Hallelujah for the Bible said after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall have power and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. You and I have a job. The world is crumbling. The world is dying. Hallelujah. We ought to throw out the lifeline. Somebody is drifting. Throw out the lifeline. Somebody's sinking. Throw out the lifeline. Somebody is grappling. They want to be forgiven. They want to be delivered. They don't like the condition that they're finding themselves in. They're bound. And we just sit there shaking our head. Ah, church of God. We've got the power. We've got the power. In the name of Jesus. Somebody said we have the victory. Tell me. Tell me. Who can stand before us when we call on that great name? Don't leave it all on my shoulder. You said you got it? Then join me in prayer. Don't blame me. You said you got it? Show me that Holy Ghost power. I'm laying hands on the sick and some that believe are recovered. I'm laying hands on people and they receive the Holy Ghost. What about you? It's not just the pastor's job. It's all of our job. If we have been born again, you don't have to have a 
degree from a seminary or divinity school. All you got to do is have all the pieces in the right place and let the Holy Ghost move you. Let the Holy Ghost anoint you. Use your faith. Hallelujah. Lay your hands on their pew and say this pew needs to be filled with people that are speaking with other tongues and the spirit give utterance who've been baptized in the name of the Lord. Stop doubting. Stop saying who can't be saved. My son don't want to be saved. My daughter don't want to be saved. My husband don't want to be saved. My wife doesn't want to be saved. My friend don't want to be saved. My cousin don't want to be saved. Stop talking that negative talk and thinking that negative thought. Pray. Oh glory. Pray. Pray. Pray until you touch heaven. Pray until the demons back up. Pray until your faith is made strong. Pray until the Holy Ghost anoints you and stirs you up. Some of you used to be stirred up to share the story, but you got affluent and you've got dry. Hallelujah. But imagine how much joy you're going to have when you bring somebody that is lost when the Lord used you to find them and you watch them walk the steps and go down in the pool and you hear the deacon or the preacher say I'd now baptize you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost when they go down they died to the old man when they rise they rise to walk in newness of life you need to be praying the whole time Lord fill them with the true spirit fill them with the Holy Ghost fill them they need more than that's it they need more than la 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 they need more than da 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 glory to God they need the real Holy Ghost the real Holy Ghost that speaks fluently in another language and the Holy Ghost which is the Spirit of God gives utterance you talking about joy yeah 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 that joy will be more than the raise you got at work that joy will be more than your late model car that joy will be more than your big house or your promotion the Bible says there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents than 99 just person that need no repentance if you see somebody that the Lord has used you to talk to go down in that water and their sins are washed away and they receive the gift of the Holy Ghost you feel like rejoicing you feel like running you feel like leaping you feel like skipping you feel like raising your hand and praising the Lord come on saints we need to help people 
He'll fill in the missing pieces. We need to help people because they need all of the pieces. Do you hear me? They need all of the pieces. We want them to be truly delivered. Not half saved. Not a quarter saved. Not three quarters saved. We want to see them really delivered. Hallelujah. You know the pieces. You know the pieces. Convince them that they need everything. They need to repent. They need the water baptism. They need the Holy Ghost, which brings the joy and the deliverance and the power. Lift your hands and shout, yeah. You need all the pieces. All the pieces. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, when you get them right, you don't have to ever have to worry about falling. Hmm? Talk to some people and they say, well, you know, I, I don't know if I want to come over there because I might slip up and fall. Well, you need to know some scripture. For the Bible says, now unto him that is able to keep you. Do I have a witness? To keep you from falling. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. The Lord can do it. Hmm? Hallelujah. I have often said to you, if I was owner of a circus and I needed a tightrope walker and I was interviewing people and, and they kept talking about you know falling I would not get them up there I wouldn't hire them hmm? if all they talk about is all the cautious things they do to keep from falling to keep from falling you keep talking like that you're gonna fall huh and if somebody don't have a net under there you're liable to die I want to hire somebody that says, yes, I'm confident I can go across this. Amen. Huh? Amen. Amen. I have my, my, uh, my wrong, long rod here. I use that to help me balance. Amen. Huh? I can not only walk forward, but I, I can walk backward. Right. Huh? Let me show you. I can stand to the side. I want, I want somebody that's confident. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lord. Stop talking doubt and walk by faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank the Lord. Go out and help people plug in the pieces that are missing. There's still people that want to be saved, saints. Come on and stand with me. People still need to be delivered. Praise the Lord. Backsliders. Hallelujah. Hearts need to be pricked when they come in this place. Praise the Lord. People ought not to be able to just walk in here, praise God, and not fall under conviction. We can't make anybody be saved. But the Holy Ghost is able to make them feel uncomfortable. Hmm? Nobody that's living in sin should be com comfortable. Not according to uh, Psalm 1. Huh? They ought not to be able to sit in the congregation of the righteous. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
We don't want to scare them away. We want to drive that devil out. Hmm? Praise the Lord. Because when you fall under conviction, you'll repent. And the Lord will have mercy upon you and forgive you. The Bible tells us not to sin. But the Bible said, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous, who's the propitiation of our sins and not for our sins only, but for sins of the whole world. He is able to forgive you. He's able to restore you. Amen. Amen. If you would listen to the voice of the Lord and turn the devil off. Hmm? Get a big cloth and put it in his mouth. You're here because the Lord loves you. You're here because he cares about you. You're here because he wants to give you another chance. He could have cut you off. That's no big deal for God. He could have cut you off and let you die and be in a Christless grave. Huh? And he would have been justified. Who could have argued with him? You sinned. You act like you ain't got no sense. He could have cut you off. Huh? But to show you that he's not like man, he had mercy. Let you go on for a while. Amen. And to give you another opportunity. We don't know how often he's going to do that. But if I were you, I'd seize the one he's given. Praise the Lord. And I say, Lord, I come to you. I'm asking you to have mercy on me and deliver me. Praise the Lord. Give me another chance. Forgive me my sins. Do you know he'll restore you? Didn't David say that in Psalm 23? He restoreth my soul. He restoreth my soul. Somebody ought to want to be restored. Don't get caught up in between your ears thinking about what you think other people think. You don't know what other people think. You're not them and you're not inside their head. That's just an exercise in futility and doubt. You don't know what people think. All you know is what you think. And you need to get your mind right. Hallelujah. Get your mind full of the word of God and the promises of the Lord. Hear the fact that the Lord said he'll forgive you your sins. The scripture was read this morning. From Psalm 130. Huh? Wasn't the scripture read from Psalm 130? And we just go through the motions, reading it or listening to a verse read and then reading a verse, rather than internalizing it. Hmm? Praise the Lord.